world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have passed the salt. Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey Spencer, I don't know why I couldn't hear that music in my in my ear in the background. I I, I just wonder if it's on my end. Doesn't, doesn't matter. It's okay. Just hope everything we're seeing here is going out. Uh, as I said uh, in the pre in the pre show, the uh, rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. And praise God for uh, literally praise God for helping me bounce back on my feet. It's been about it's been about eight days since I really really been able to sleep. Actually, and man, last night. I told Michelle that may have been top five sleeps I had last night because for the first time in about eight days, I could, my, my, my neck's still a little bit stiff, but for the first time in eight days, I could lay my head on a pillow and it didn't see normally when I'd lay my head on my pillow, the pain would shoot down here. So bad. Oh my goodness. So I'd flip over and lay my head on this. And, oh, the good. It's is, is crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And I uh, slept really, really well last night. And I just thank, thank God for my, uh, Thank God for my wife and you know, her willingness to serve. Just what a sweetheart. What a sweetheart. We had to cancel going to to uh, Georgia down to Clint's place because I just I just didn't know what condition I was going to be in. I didn't know. I probably I probably could have done it, but we're rescheduling. We're going to go back down there and just a lot of crazy things going on. And uh, I want to say this: we talk a lot about spiritual warfare and yada 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 yada. I I, I become more and more convinced that it's that's very very real. It's very, very real. In fact, uh, I'll throw this out real quick to Kim Summers. Kim, I saw your email that, that you sent through chat. I'll be giving you a call later on. And it's something that, you know, Reggie and uh, and uh, Stephanie and others have been, been trying to warn us that spiritual warfare is real. It really is real. And as I, I look back over the last eight or nine days, I can't for the life. I, I, I don't have any idea what would have caused this thing. I, I don't have any idea. Normally, you know, if you go out and you chop wood or you cut down trees, at the end, the next day, you're sore, and you know why. I just all of a sudden was sore. And I, did, I, did, I, I didn't know why. And it got worse, and it got worse, and it got worse, and it got worse. And, you know, they, they tell us in science, they call it psychosomatic, right? Now, we're going to take communion. Get communion ready. I'll get Joe in here. I just want to explain this real quick. Psychosomatic means mind over matter. Psychosomatic. Psychosomatic. So a lot of times, what are, things that are happening in your... Yeah. Got to pray for my little, our little granddaughter Scarlett's in the emergency room again this morning, although she went home. Anyway, psychos, psychosomatic, psychosomatic, meaning what you think makes you sick. There's, there's something to it, right? Pressure can make you sick. Situations can make you sick uh, over and over. So in other words, emotional, mental things can have physical consequences to us, right? So then if we, if we believe that, <clears throat> then we must believe that the Bible tells us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, listen, we, we, it's an individual thing. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, evil spirits in high places. 
Weapons are warfare, not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down those strongholds. So evidently, we don't really have a full grasp of the spiritual realm and the impact that it can have on all of us. We don't understand that and have the power of our words and the power of maybe stuff we take, eat, things we hear. Well, I don't think we ever really understand it, right? Jesus said that life and death are in the power of the tongue. I think there's something deeper there than what we really understand it. And unfortunately, in the church, we've t- taken it and making it, uh, name it, claim it, right? Uh, speak it in, speak it into being type thing. Well, maybe there's some truth into that, but I believe, I believe from my perspective, negative speech is far more dangerous than positive speech. I can speak all day that Lord, I'm going to be healthy. You promise me I'll be, I can speak that all day. And, and I, I believe in the spook. I believe the power is in the tongue. And I think that boy, folks, whew, the aggressive influence of negative thoughts and negative words, I don't know if we, I really don't know if we understand it. Really don't. We get on the other side, perhaps we will. But, uh, you know, we're seeing more and more and more and understanding more and more now about energy, words, waves, 5G. We're understanding now the power of all that stuff. And it's deeper than we understand. But, uh, you know, nothing new under the sun. So 5G is just a recooking of a power that's probably been there forever. Goes back to talk about the Nephilim, whether you believe in the Nephilim or not, and believe in, and see, man. Again, remember, we're secular, secular. Even though we're passing through time, time is circular. That's that's the way I see it. So, I'm back on my feet. Thank God, back on my feet. Got a, <clears throat> I had to cancel a lot of stuff this weekend. A lot of things we're doing. And uh, thanks for all the prayers and continue to pray. And as my wife just said, we got word that little Scarlet, the one, our son Zach's daughter, who always she, watch what you say, who's fought, fought a lot of a lot of stuff. She had to go to the emergency room again this morning, and uh, so she, they're going home. They went home, so that's all good. But uh, know this: the, the weight that it puts on my wife, my sweet little wife, is is beyond whatever. So bear one another's burdens, uh, give each other some slack. No, none of us are perfect. Know that all of us are fighting that spiritual battle, an individual battle, a corporate battle. And the enemy would like nothing better than to cause uh, what's the word? Disunity. I can hear myself on feedback now, Spence. Disharmony and disunity. Bible says where there's unity, God will command the blessing. And I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> are you looking at me? <clears throat> hey, Tracy Forker, I, I couldn't care less what, you, what you've done in the past. I couldn't care less. And got nothing to do with where you are today. Luann, I couldn't care. Christiane, I couldn't care less what you, in fact, I couldn't care less really what you did yesterday. If it was bad, stop doing it, will you? We stop doing it. I'm just, all of us, right? Stop it. We know right from wrong. Stop doing it. And I don't know why it is that we get such great pleasure out of doing things that aren't right. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. You know, I, I wish the best for Myra, for Tracy and Carrie King and and Nancy and I, I wish the best for all of you. I wish the best for all. I don't. I don't. I don't want. Huh? Come on now. Let's get on the same page. All right, Joe. Come on in here. Uh, hey, Spencer. We only got eighty-seven folks in. I don't know if some, maybe people weren't able to get in. I don't know what's going on. Doesn't matter. So, Joe, take us. In, take us. <clears throat> thanks for getting up this morning, Joe. Yes, sir. <clears throat> and walk us through this. Take us through this. Yeah, course. this morning was tough getting up. <laughs> uh, some some are more so than others, aren't they, buddy? Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, I said to Michelle today, I, now's the day I'd like to just go lay down because I think I could sleep <laughs> last few days. Go ahead, Joe. Okay. <clears throat> Let's start with a reading 
Um, then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Joe, that's present tense, isn't it? It doesn't say has. Has? Yes, sir. Has. He has it. All right. Gotcha. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. Spiritual, folks. Spiritual meat, spiritual drink. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. Amen. As the living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Wow. It is, this is that bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Hallelujah, man. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Wow. Let's get eating here, man. I'm going to eat somehow. I'm going to live forever. Okay? Somewhere. You're going to live forever somewhere, baby. Okay, let's say a quick prayer, everybody. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day that you have made and for allowing us to be with each other in it today with our lungs full and our hearts beating. And thank you for the power of prayer that helps our friends and loved ones get better and get and be revived and be healthy and deal with the challenges of dealing with us. And especially today, thank you, the coach is back on his feet and our prayers there helped him. And we also are grateful, so grateful for our salvation Amen. and the restoration of all that was restored by your sacrifice and resurrection, Lord. And please give us the wisdom to learn how to use the authority that you restored into us, especially that authority that's in our tongues and in our our spiritual walk. And let us today learn the, the word, write it on our heart and sharpen our swords. And please forgive us our sins and transgressions as we examine ourselves, bring us cleansed into your sight, bless this bread and this wine representing your body and your blood, Lord, that you can shed for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, Joe. Amen. 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 And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth the fruit of the vine until that day 
when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thanks, Thank Joe. you, Joe. Appreciate you getting up. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you getting up in the morning. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Here's kind of what's on my heart today. I'm going to show you, going to show you some stuff here. Thank you. Have a, what, somebody say something. Have I forgotten something? No? Okay, good. Um, the Lord loves justice and judgment. Why doesn't the church? Why doesn't why doesn't why does why is the church taking the position that we're not to judge? Spencer, see, if, uh, folks, this is off the top of the head. Okay, this is from the Holy Spirit. Spencer, pull up where it says "judge not," because that's the that we we hear this so much. So we hear it so much, and we're, and it's it is one of the main weapons of the enemy. Uh, I hear it a lot when we're out on the streets. Judge not that you be not judged. Now, now watch this, folks. Come on. Hey, come on. You're a grown-up, aren't you? Understand situationals? For Jesus, he doesn't say don't judge. He says, for the way you judge, you're going to be judged. And by the way, I've, I've said this before. Spencer, see how quick you're on the, on the, <clears throat> on the go, go to Webster. What's it mean to judge? Judge, judge. Look, folks, if Jesus loves justice and judgment, somebody's judging somewhere along the line, right? Somebody, somebody has to, in order for, for uh, justice to come, somebody has to judge. Would you all agree with that, wouldn't you? So judge, well, they give it as a noun. I don't want it as a noun. Scroll down a little bit, Spence. <clears throat> judge is, according to uh, judge, to form an opinion. Now, wait a minute. You mean to tell me we're not to form an opinion? We're not to form an opinion? We're not to bring to issue the reasoning or deliberations of the mind? There's something wrong with you if you don't judge. You, you don't judge between good and evil? Of course we do. To hear, number three, to hear and determine as in a cause of a trial to pass sentence. So we've got it mixed up. That we are to judge actions and behaviors but we don't have the right or the ability to condemn somebody else to death or punishment based on our judgment. Judgment, let don't miss this, judgment is the first step in justice. Somebody, Vinny, if you're here, he could say boom. Judgment is the first step in justice. In other words, you have to be found guilty or not guilty before there can ever be any justice that comes, right? So the Lord isn't telling us not to judge. He's telling us to judge righteously, to judge according to the same standard. He's, you know, why do you behold the moat in your brother's eye, but consider not the beam? That doesn't, look, the fact that I got a moat in my eye doesn't mean that I can't understand that uh, pedophilia is wrong, Right? It's saying this, judge righteously, look at yourself, and if you're giving yourself slack for some of your sin, then maybe you need to give somebody else some slack for some of their sin. I'm not making light of the sin, but the truth is we are all products of our upbringing and our circumstances in life. We're all products of that. 
Can you give somebody some slack? Huh? Because I've told you this over and over. That sounds authoritarian. I've shared with you a number of times that so many of you are still controlled by the past. And here's the problem. Those of us who deal with you are getting the, the, the radiation coming from your past. And be honest with you, I don't care. I don't want to hear how bad you retreat. I don't want to hear because you are a new creation in Christ. Stop talking about it. Stop giving credit to the devil. Stop cheering for the devil that this happened to me and this and that. And so we come in contact with each other and we can't figure out why people are so judgmental or or whatever it might be. And it's because they are deeply wounded, deeply wounded. So there's a, there's a I can, I'm, without going into too detail, there was there have been several people who sat close at my, at my table, whatever that means. They were friends of mine who have turned against me. They've turned against me. Can I tell you why they've turned against me? Hmm? They've been wounded. They've been wounded. Now, I didn't wound them on purpose, but they couldn't let go of what had happened to them in the past. And so then when that same thing happens to them, that old feeling comes back to them, and now they don't want anything to do with me. They don't give me any slack. They don't give me any slack about well, the situation I'm in, my lifetime experiences, what I what I believe or don't believe, what I think happened or didn't happen. We don't we don't. That's, that's what he's talking about. Don't judge. Dudes, you don't have any idea. You don't have any idea what I've been through. I don't have any idea what Jeff Klein's life is like. I mean, I sort of do, but I really don't. I don't have any idea what Tracy's life is like. I've never walked through that. How the heck can I sit back and make a value judgment on Tracy if I never walked in her shoes? Now, that doesn't mean I can't say, hey, Tracy, you got to quit living with your boyfriend. I think I can do that. I don't think that's being judgmental, right? Are you with me? Tracy, I didn't mean you're living with your boyfriend. You know what I'm saying, right? That's not being judgmental. That's being corrective. That's being loving. Hey, dude, you got to stop doing that, man. You, I, I, you got to stop doing that. And you can say, oh, yeah, well, you, who are you to judge? No, I'm not judging you. I'm saying what you're doing is wrong. Stop doing it, and then I won't be judging you anymore. Why? Because judgment and justice, judgment and justice. And if you keep doing that, there's going to come a payday someday, and it isn't going to be good. And I love you enough to tell you. You ride with me here today? Boom. And so in, in the American church, we've been taught, well, don't judge anybody. What the hell? What? I got some guy that's got a car lot, Jeff Klein, not, not really. Jeff Carr, he's ripping off people. And I, I know it. And I'm not supposed to say anything about it because I'm not supposed to judge. What? What? I'm, I'm, watching him, I'm watching him down at the library teaching little boys to be girls. And I'm not supposed to judge. What's wrong with us? That we would even, even remotely begin to think that that would be the gospel. Amen. The, 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 the enemy is subtle. He's subtle. Remember this. The devil doesn't come dressed as the devil. He comes dressed as Mr. Non-Judgmental. Mr. Who are you to judge? Mr. Toleration. Mr. Love. That's, he shows up like that. And as he shows up and you haven't recognized he's got on a, he's got on a different uh, outfit today, you don't recognize that he comes as an angel of light. Even though he's not a light, he comes as one. He dresses like one. You haven't been able to discern good from evil. You can't discern it. And we find ourselves, all of us, find ourselves in situations with people in the queue that we get mad at one another in the queue. In this family, we get mad at one another because we ain't walked in that other person's shoes. And we, I'm sorry, we don't get past our own hurt. You get get it? Get it? So you see it happen or somebody triggers you with a word or Coach Dave yells at you. 
and you run off and suck on your thumb because they used to yell at you like that when you were 12. That's the way my uncle used to treat. Come, somebody say amen because I know I know I'm on top. Amen. Of all. Top amen. Of all. Keep yelling. I, I'm not yelling. And so we we have we have this problem. See, we 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 judge others by what they do, and we judge ourselves by our intentions. And somebody would say, Coach Dave, did you know you offended the? Let me pick a name. Did you know you offended Joe? What I offended Joe. I didn't know. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, yes, you did, Coach Dave. You said so and so and so and so. And well, that really hurt Joe. I said, Hell, I wasn't talking about Joe. I wasn't talking about Joe. Right? Are you are you tracking with me? Tracking with me? So what happens? See, is you hear different situations, different things. People say things, and all of a sudden, you're back thirty years. You're still living back thirty years ago. You you your wound is seeping. Mm-hmm. Your wounds are seeping. That's why I say hurt people hurt people. And if you really want to, it's so I, I can't tell you. That's why the other day, uh, um, oh, I feel this so deep. I'm, I'm, I'm Holy Spirit's going to set you free if you're letting folks right now. I'm just telling you. That's why the Bible says uh, they asked Jesus how how many times how long how many times should I forgive? And he says, hey, seven times seventy. And folks. That wasn't a number because seven times 70 is what, 490? Is that, is that right? He didn't put a number on it. He said, if you really want us to be set free, every time that thing comes up in your mind, forgive. Every time, forgive. Say, Lord, I don't want to carry that. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to carry that vial of poison just ready to squirt it on somebody or in somebody else every chance I get. You, you're tracking with me? I know you are, right? And so it takes, it takes a deep personal healing, deep, deep personal healing. And I got to tell you something, as a guy sits in this chair every day, nothing blesses me more than to see people grow in their faith. And I don't mind if they're a little bit rambunctious with it. I don't mind if they don't do it just exactly like I do it. And I don't mind if they don't do it just exactly like you do it. But thank God they've come out of their shell and they're doing everything they can to shake it off. Shake off all those sins that so easily ensnare us and run with patience the race that is set before us. And some of you need to freaking shake it off. Give your brother and sister some slack. Give them some slack. We're not good at that, man. We're not good at that. I I, I got this particular person in my own life right now. A couple of them I can think of. I want to hit them in the mouth. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That's what I want. I just want. I just want five minutes with them alone in a room. A couple. Of, I, I can name three of them. But then I stop and think. Okay, well, what made them that way? What made them that way? That's it, isn't it? And I can promise you, at the end of what made them that way, is you will find an injury. You'll find an injury. And. Uh, it's hard for us to, to, to deal with it. That's why it's 70 times 70, 70 times 70. Every time that thing comes up, take it to the Lord, man. Lord, Lord, I, I want you to know, Lord, I am so ticked off at this guy. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Lord, help me give him the grace that I give myself. Wow, there it is. Hmm? Lord, help me to see that when he said that, He didn't mean it the way I took it, Lord. Help me, Lord. 
And Lord, whatever it is that I've done to offend him, Lord, help help us deal with that. Because the last thing that I should be doing is taking offense of a brother. What? What? And correction never feels good. Never does. Anybody ride a horse out there? Sure you do. Have. Why do they give you one of those? Don't they give you one? What do they call those things? Is it a lash? What do they call that thing? The horse gets out of line. You crack him. It stings the horse. Gets back on line. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Spare the rod, spoil the Christian. Discipline's a good thing. It's a loving thing. Now, if somebody says something to you, I do it all the time. It happens to me a lot because I, I get a lot of nasty emails as well. I always read it and I say, man, where's he coming from? I don't get mad. Say, oh, yeah, so is your old man. I, I, I try not to do that. I think, man, Lord, what is it that I said or did that makes him feel that way? Or, Lord, what is it that happened to him that makes him feel that way? Lord, help me cover his wound. But see, I, I can't. I can't. So we're all products of, of our own lives and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, man, oh, man, oh, man. No, hey, no fighting in the huddle. Sorry, no fighting in the huddle. We used to call it dissension. You let, you let dissension enter the huddle. Oh, buddy. Your team is about to fall apart. So I just caution all of us in here, all of us. You know, a lot of people in here, I don't even, I don't even know most of you. I don't even know you. But I can promise you this. I want what's best for you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm for you. I'm not against you. I'm for you. I'm not against you. And I want you to thrive for the Lord. Why? Because the Lord needs you thriving. He needs you to be at the top of your game. And it's obvious you're not going to get to the top of your game by yourself because you won't let go of some things you need to let go of. Some resentment, some anger, some frustration from past experience. Dude, you got to let it go. You got to take it all to the cross and let it go. And every time that feeling comes up inside of you that you want to criticize somebody, stop and think, Lord, why why do I want to do that? Am I trying to make them better or make me look better? Which which way are we going with this, Lord? Which way are we going? Because if I say my brother and my brother's missing the mark, most loving thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go help him. What's that old song? He ain't heavy. He's my brother. The road is long with many a winding turn that leads us to who knows where, who knows where. You with me? We're brothers and sisters here. Stop it. Stop it. Let's release some stuff. Sometimes you got to get rid of some junks. Some, <laughs> found this song. <laughs> he ain't heavy. Play it. Play it. Amen. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. You're my brother. Can't hear it. Legend of here. But I'm strong. 
appreciate all of you out there being my being my brothers and sisters. Michelle and I more appreciative than you'll ever know. And I, I was, you know, we uh, we have 10 grandchildren and eight of them were here last evening and Michelle was taking care of eight of them. I couldn't do much. I was getting better, but I still, I still wasn't able to do a whole lot. And all of a sudden I look over and there's little Emmy J, Emery, she's a Middle child, anybody out there a middle child? And she's just kind of sitting on the floor crying. Well, nurse, what's what's the matter, Emmy? What's the matter, Emmy? And you know what it was? It was middle child syndrome. She had people above her getting attention, people below her getting attention, and nobody giving her any attention. The only thing she could do is sit down on the floor and start crying because she knew Grampy would come over and find out what's wrong, right? Yeah. In a lot of ways, we never grow up, do we? Really, in a lot of ways. And so the old saying is you take a step back and turn it into a comeback, right? <clears throat> let's, save our, let's save our battle strokes. Let's save it for the enemy. Those that are on our team, let's help correct and direct. We need them, man. We need them. We don't need any more wounded soldiers. Hmm? I've I've done this before. I don't know if you guys can see it right here. Probably can't. Right right there. I jumped over 
barbed wire fence when I was 13 years old, sliced that thing open. <clears throat> I didn't need any stitches. I was out camping. Probably should have, but I didn't want to go home and tell my mom and dad that I was smoking cigarettes. So <clears throat> I didn't do anything about it. <clears throat> but here's the thing. I was uh, when my 70. That was the 57 years ago. And I can't even hardly find the scar. Take your wounds and turn them into scars. A wound, a scar is an evidence of a wound. Let it heal up and quit bleeding on one another. Amen. <clears throat> I hope you all called Josh Holly's office yesterday. I did. They kept saying the calls were so heavy they couldn't get through. If if you were set to go to jail, I hope somebody would make a call for you. It's a pain in the butt. Put me on hold, all that stuff, right? We all did it. All did it. I'm just looking at my notes. We have to do it. <clears throat> Danica, I'm going to call you today. I, I've just been burned. Not, not burned. Just like, I'm going to call you today. Kim Summers, thanks. I'm going to give you a call today, too, Kim. I'm gonna, I want I, uh, what are we going to do? Why, why do we, why do we uh, appear to be so helpless? The body of Christ I'm talking about, why are you so helpless? I want to show you a couple things real quick. Pull up number seven. Number seven. I live here in Ohio. You guys probably knew that. We live here in Ohio. And it was the jabs all started at number seven. The jabs all started here in Ohio when, when Mike DeWine, our governor, shut down the Arnold Classic. Way back, it started early. He shut down the Arnold Schwarzenegger as a big event in Columbus. And Mike DeWine was the first guy to talk about COVID and shut down. He wouldn't let him have it. And look at this here. They want to do it again. This is in today's paper. COVID-19 cases are ticking up in Ohio. And Governor DeWine wants us all to take shots again. Put masks on. Folks, you understand how wicked this is? You understand how deeply committed they are to this? You understand it? We have, for whatever reason is, we have not come to the realization that our enemy is life and death. Our our enemy just isn't isn't playing tiddlywinks. The enemy of our soul is after souls. The the seed of the serpent, the seed of the woman. And if we were if we were as viciously defensive against the forces of darkness as he is offensive, we would be winning some of these battles. So we're, they're, they're giving us a warning right now that they're going to bring shots and masks back. And we're going to sit around. We're going to wait for our legislature to do something. Is that what we're going to do? Because it's going to get to the point, my friends, where it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. They are relentless. They will not quit. Now, I want to show you something else here. Pull up. Uh, uh, no, where is that? Where is it? Where is it? Number one. Pull, pull number one. Well, number one, and play it at 1.5 speed. Hey, folks, this is without, this is without question. They knew. Okay? They knew without question. Go ahead and play it.
Naomi Wolf and her team at the Daily Clout submitted a Freedom of Information Act request to the Centers for Disease Control, requesting all emails sent and received by Dr. Rochelle P. Walensky, Sherry A. Berger, and Kevin Griffiths between the dates of February 1st and May 31st of 2021, containing the word myocarditis. They received hundreds of pages showing that the White House and the entire COVID response team knew that the COVID vaccines were killing people and causing blood clots, heart attacks, and myocarditis. They also received 46 additional pages that were not requested. Of these 46 pages, over 80% of them were fully redacted and involved the White House and the Executive Office of the President. These redacted emails were labeled Draft White House Script and some tough Q&A. They knew in the spring of 2021 that these shots were killing people. I've said over and over, and I don't mean to belabor this, but to remind everyone, when Steve says, how could this happen? I always say, from my experience working around a White House, that it can't happen unless the boss says it has to or that it can. You can't kill Americans. I've said this so many times on this show, um, knowingly, without the OK of the president. So I knew that up the chain of command, the White House had to be involved in these decisions. But we just didn't have the, the smoking gun. Now we have the smoking gun. You remember, we have 200 volunteer lawyers. So one of these lawyers' name is Ed Berkovich, and he FOIA'd, meaning sent a Freedom of Information Act demand to the CDC about myocarditis. And something very interesting happened. He got um, 472 pages uh, from the CDC in response to that FOIA. He was also given an additional 46 pages, which he didn't ask for. And these additional 46 pages, over 80% of the pages were fully redacted. The redactions were, quote, pursuant to 5 USC 552 exemptions 5 and 6. What is redacted was solicited or shared with the president or his most senior advisors. They know it's happening. The other thing they're freaking out about is myocarditis. They know it's happening. The evidence came in, the updates came in, and the, the American people are going to be asking questions or starting to ask questions. So they convene a crisis, a set of crisis meetings, basically, in which um, they're basically trying to formulate a press response. These are all press people. They crafted a, a media response. And by the way, there are people who deal with broadcast news as well in that list. And the media response doesn't tell the truth after May of 2021. They rolled out myocarditis. And remember what they said always, extremely rare, mild resolves, extremely rare, mild resolves. They knew that they were lying. And they said nothing about the clotting issue from what I recall. So basically they created from this set of crisis communications directed by the White House with the White House's most senior advisors, the COVID-19 response project, which was overseen by the White House at the behest of the White House to create a media response that you experienced all of 2021, all of 2022, to get you to keep injecting this into your body and injecting it into the bodies of your loved ones. And they knew that they were lying and they knew that they were hurting people with blood clots, platelet problems, and heart damage. And that's what they did. And that's what happened. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. There you go. Okay, now look, look, look at, look at me. It's Barack Obama. It isn't Joe Biden. It's Barack Obama and his, and his, his crew. All right. So they're still after it. They're still going to do it again. George McCloy, come in here real quick. Jock, I'll get you in Myra. I had a conversation with George yesterday. Hey, George, tell your story that you, when you were in the drugstore, and you spoke up about, just, just tell that story George, real quickly, what happened with you yesterday. Okay. Thanks, Coach. Thanks for having me. Um, yesterday, I was in the drugstore picking up um, my prescription. And as I was standing there, I always say hi to people. So I said to the older gentleman next to me, I said, are you in here also picking up your prescription? And he said, no, I'm getting ready to leave the country. So I'm going to get, uh, we're going to get our vaccine. I said, vaccine? Which vaccine are you going to get? He said, COVID-19 vaccine. I said, it's not a vaccine. It's a bioweapon. I said, it's, it's got self-constructing lipid nanovirus with graphene oxide and hydrogel. that has a payload in there that uh, has releases, when it releases, with the 5G that they're getting ready to do the test at 18 gigahertz uh, for a minute straight 
for three minutes and it activates the hydrogel and expands it and releases the payload, which has um, Ebola, Munchensis, whatever that is, and th uh, three or four other. Uh, anyway, so he said, a bioweapon? And I said, yeah. And then this other lady sitting down said, a bioweapon? And then the lady next to me said something. And I said, well, first, I love the Lord. And I pointed to my Coach Dave Live hat, the cross out there. And I said, second, I tell everybody, what's going on? I said, our government is trying to murder you. And the lady next to me said, I love the Lord, too. She said, he's right. It's exactly what's going on. She started to fire hose these people. So eight or nine people behind me start listening to all this. And the one lady sitting down, she, she couldn't. She started complaining, saying this. I said, you can make your own decisions. And so all the other people, the lady behind me that loves the Lord, started to tell everybody. Then the people that are behind the counter started to hear. And uh, I had my Let's Go Brandon shirt on. And the people behind the counter said, I love that shirt. I said, we, that boy's got to go. Mm. And that's what happened. So George, George, so, George, the bottom line is this. There's still millions and millions of people that have no idea what the hell is going on. No idea whatsoever. I mean, no idea. Very few do. That's why every single day, everywhere I go, I tell everybody, first about the Lord and second about exactly what's going on with that bioweapon. Amen. All right. So let me show you something. I'll be right to you, Josh. I promise. I got, I got to tie these things together. So yesterday, I've been aware of it for about four days, really. Look, folks, lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. Lies, deception, and fear. Oh, my. So they say, Coach, what are you going to do about October 4th? When, I said, what do you mean October 4th? I knew. I knew. Well, they're going to they're gonna turn on 5G, Coach. Well, what do we – we got to tell people. We got to tell people. What are you going to do? So pull up a theme October 4th through 11th. This is the SGT report, and I'll put it in the chat, and you can listen to it. And But, but listen, listen. Here's what they're trying to tell us now, that they're going to turn on the 5G – and everybody's got a cell phone. It's going to zap you. And blah, 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 right? So look, look, I know this, my opinion. If they're going to zap us, they ain't going to tell us. Right? So you can watch this. I'll put it in the chat. You can watch it for you want to. I'm not going to sit around and worry now about my fat cell phone <laughs> zapping me. I'm not going to, first of all, well, anyway, right? So 5G, if this is true, 5G can impact even those of us who haven't had the shot. In some, in some ways, okay? But from my opinion, this is another bait and switch distraction. And we have to be careful because if we go around and we call everybody and say, oh, listen, oh, so turn your cell phone on off on the fourth, turn your cell phone, and nothing happens. Once again, we're going to look like a bunch of idiots, aren't we? Right? So you do what you want to do with it, October 4th. You can read this whole thing. It's all, it's all in there. Because it's so, folks, it's so hard to know who's telling you the truth anymore. It's just so hard. So I want to make you aware that this is what people are warning us that we need to be afraid of, that they're going to release this on October 4th, maybe October 11th. We don't know which one, one of those days. And then everybody's going to get zapped. So no, and then deal with it appropriately, okay? George, don't go around and tell everybody to turn their phone off because when nothing happens, they'll all say, that George is crazy. See, I told you he's crazy, right? So... Feed them the truth. Let them do what they want to with it. Come on in, Jock. Yeah, Coach, I just want to say uh, COVID-19 2.0. Fool me once, shame on you. Yeah, Fool man, me brother. twice, shame, shame on me. 
Yep. People, we have got to find the edge on this evil. We've got to find the edge. Yes, sir. And we have to overcome it. And we can only do it with Christ. Amen. I, hey, Jock. That's all I can say. Hey, Jock, do you know this? Amen. Do you have any idea? Folks, are you guys looking at me? Do you have any idea how many of our government officials are treasonous? Do you have any idea how many of them should hang? You, do you understand what we do you understand what we just saw in that report? They all knew it. They still know it. Right. But you got to understand it's who they serve. They do not serve the American people and they do not serve Jesus. There, see, there is there is no middle lane in, in Christianity. You can't ride the fence. Right. You can't be a what does he say? Lukewarm believer. Uh-uh. No, no, you can't. Right. So here we are who recognize Everything that we see going on around us is aimed at what? The seed of the woman, the destruction of, I've said it forever and ever and ever, the white evangelical male, number one, get the head of the family, you get the rest of them. Everything we're seeing is being head, is being designed to kill Christian people, folks. I'm, I'm just telling you why, because it's the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. And unfortunately, the church is so freaking dead that they don't understand that it's a war. And you go to the church, you try to warn the church of what's going on, and they say, oh, well, who are you we to judge, brother? Who are we to judge? See, you understand? Keeps going back in that default position. Who are you to judge? Who are you to judge? So Jock just said something that is so profound. We got to be thinking, what are we going to do? Because they are not going to quit. They're not going to quit. And as, as our friend George just told us, the line was full of people who still don't understand. And when Mike DeWine says again that we have to have a shot, they're going to line up like cattle to the slaughter to get jabbed again. What do we do? Hey, hey they knew. They knew. The shots cause myocarditis. They knew it. They still know it. Joe Biden's still pushing it. Michael DeWine should be arrested today for even suggesting that it be done again. But you can't do that if we just love everybody. Oh, well, just pray he finds Jesus. Yeah, well, I hope he finds Jesus and then justice comes. That's what I hope. I hope. Because somebody, are you looking at me, friends? Some people should die. That sounds harsh, doesn't it? Some people should die. They have murdered or been accessories to murder of millions of people. The Lord loves justice and judgment. He loves both of them. I'm sorry if some guy has to get publicly hung, but it sends a message to everybody else. Don't do that again. Man, man. Myra, come on in, and then Tim, come on in. Thank you, Coach. I got to go and uh, serve um, at Jesus Ministry. So um, yesterday we had an action to do, and I just wanted to report back on that because that was the um, what we were supposed to be doing. Now, in regard to, like you say, Josh Howley, I called several times. I got no answer or I didn't get through. I, However, I, called, I, called, I called his local office in uh, 
Springfield, Missouri finally got through. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I'm glad. Uh, now, Eric, um, Senator, yeah, that was George Hawley, but then there was a Senator Eric Schmidt. I was yes. able to get through. So that yeah. was the good report. So I was uh, very glad to um, that something worked out. And in regard to um, justice and judgment, uh, it is written in Proverbs 21, 2 to 3, every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Hallelujah. Where is that Myra? Throw it up there because some of these sure. heads still don't get it. Some of those lug heads still think we're not supposed to judge anybody. What, what verse? Yes, coach. It was Proverbs 21, 2 to 3. King James Version. Thank you. Thank you. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And they tell you not to judge. Man, oh man. Tim too, but see you, Myra. Go ahead, Tim. Well, I can tell you what we need to do. We Christians get so sidetracked on things instead of following the Lord. He said, go and lead people to Christ, Matthew 28. If every one of us led somebody to Christ, not only would we become more mature, but millions of more people would know about the shot. They'd know about what we're doing. They would know because they'd be in the same circle with us. Amen, amen, amen. But, But... the average Christian has never led somebody to Christ. So well, Tim, let me encourage says, everybody. Hey, Tim, it says yeah. to disciple, make disciples of them. So yeah. we have to do more than just lead them to Christ. We've got to disciple them. Exactly. So let's do it. Hey, one more thing too, Coach. Listen, you're always talking about the Ohio Buckeyes. Yeah. You need to start talking about the Oregon Ducks. I mean, we both start with the, the O, right? Yeah. Oregon Ducks, get it? Quack, hey, quack, Tim, buddy. Tim, how can, <laughs> how, how can anybody – how can anybody vote for a duck? Duck. We're the mighty ducks. What? Quack. Quack, quack. Of course, the Buckeyes <laughs> are nuts, so I got, I got no position with it, man. Thanks, Tim. Love you, buddy. Uh, Kevin. Well, I, I don't mean to counter that point, but I'll say this. There were plenty of born-again Christians that went and took that shot, okay? Sure which brings Which brings me to my greater point. Coach, now you see the reason why they had to start rolling out the censorship two and a half, three years before that whole event happened, because they needed to deprive you and everyone else of your ability to be able to warn people en masse. And those Mm. people standing in line that didn't know a darn thing about that and had never heard anything about that are the product of that censorship. Yes, and and Kevin, you know what the problem is? The, The Christians going to church don't even know. That's the problem. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, hey, look, if they're getting their information off Facebook and, and, and Twitter when it was censored and YouTube, then, yeah, again, they're going to be the, the, the byproduct of that. Because, how look, how can you warn the people if the alarm bell has been taken out? You know, your megaphone has been taken away from you to even be able to warn people about it, to even put the idea in their head, hey, yeah. there might be something up with this. You know, all they're yeah. hearing is mainstream media. So some of you ought to take what we just played and send it to all the naysayers that have laughed at you and scoffed at you. Send them that video. Send them that video. They, folks, they knew. They knew. Hey, folks, they knew what? The jabs 
killed people. Hey, friends, they knew. You were right. You've been right all along. Now, you don't send this to your family and friends rejoicing that you were right. But you show them that at the end of the day, truth rears its ugly head. You were right. And you continue to be right. Why? Because you're standing on the rock. You ain't standing on MSNBC and CNN and Pastor Billy Bob. You're standing on the truth. Randy. Coach, you said, uh, what, do we, what do we do? You do just exactly what George McCloy did. You speak. You open your mouth because you do love people. You care enough to tell them the truth. You don't just tolerate them. You, George is the perfect example, Coach. That's what I do every day, every chance I get, every opportunity. I open my mouth and I speak the truth. Amen. It's very simple. If you care, you will. If you don't, you won't. Randy, so listen, here's, this is just me, okay? Over the last four days, I've gotten more recommendations for people on how to get healthy oh, with, this, with this neck thing. And you know what I did every time I got one? I called Paul Goslin. I said, hey, Paul, how does this mix with what I'm already taking? Are you following me? Why did I do that? Because I know that it probably ain't good to mix things that ain't supposed to be mixed together. And the average person goes and takes an injection without even knowing what the hell it is. There's something wrong, folks. Something wrong. Did anybody ever give you a drink? And before you drink it, you say, hey, what is this? And you just drink it. Here, drink this. What is it? Oh, don't worry about it. The government says it's good for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I like that. You mean that same government says it's okay to kill babies? That government says it's okay? Oh, well, give me a gallon. Give me a gallon of it, will you? I'm to the point now, if the government tells me to do it, I'm going to make sure I don't. That's where I am. Craig, come on in. Uh, Coach, this is the scripture you need to uh, remember and reference about judging. So you might want to pull it up and read it. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 13 through 16. And that pretty much silences the argument. Which things we also speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches us, but what the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man is stupid, and he doesn't receive the things of the Spirit of God. For to the natural man, the guy who's not regenerated by the Holy Spirit, the man who's never received Christ as his Savior in the indwelling Holy Spirit, it's foolishness. You cannot convince an unnatural man of spiritual things, folks. You cannot do it. God bless you, George. Keep trying. For it's foolishness unto him. Neither can he know, because he can only get it from the Spirit of God. But he that is spiritual judges all things. What? Craig, they told me not to judge. Yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But I got the mind of Christ. Wow. Good one. Boom. Boom. You're dealing with unsaved, natural people with natural minds. Plant and move on. Tom Stout. Hey, Coach Point. Hey, um, we all, some of us will remember the Y2K scare. Yeah. All the computers crash. Yep. Flip, flip to the 2000. 
that never came to anything except a bunch of people making doing whatever. That's right. And the other thing, like on this COVID or on these vaccines, all the illegals, the 10,000 a day or more, that we even know about. Are they ain't getting them. From that. They ain't getting them. No, but we're supposed to get it. Yeah. So, you know, that, that raises a big flag to me. And I, I guess it's, it's coming a time that we need to resist into death. So, Joe, so, so, Joe, so, Tom, what you're saying is if COVID was a real threat, they'd close the border? Yeah, yeah, sure would. But these people are bringing, uh, they're bringing tuberculosis, they're bringing figure fever, all these diseases that we've eradicated decades ago. These people are bringing from these other countries. So, can yeah, I tell you why? Can there. I tell you why they won't shut down the border? Are your friends listening? Are you listening here? All those who hate me love death. That's why. These yeah. are God haters. They love death. Not theirs. Yours. Ours. Especially. Good catch here, Tom. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, just I don't want to um, beat the dead horse, but uh, George, whatever what George did made my made me just jump up and down. He spoke up, and when he spoke up, others were encouraged to. There speak you go. Up. That's yep. the mission. That's what we're That's supposed to do. That was so good. <clears throat> Those other nine people would would never have opened their mouth, George, if you didn't speak up first. Kudos to you, man. That's the that. way to do it. That's right. Not only that, everybody's standing in line. Some, some not even part of the conversation listening. They're going to go home and check. They're going to go check. Wow. Jeff Klein. Nope. Church, church on the Square, tomorrow, 1 to 3. Oh, it's Friday already, isn't it? Jeez, he cranked. Yeah. <laughs> One to three. I'll do my best, Jeff. I can't, I can't promise you. I'm feeling okay. bad. Love, love to be up there. Hey, call Josh Holly. all right? Call Josh Holly. Say, Coach, how do I do that? Just, just type in, just Google Senator Josh Holly, And then give him, go to one of his, don't call him in Washington, D.C. They all they have regional branches, right? They have regional branches. So just call, call his regional one. Whichever one pops up. I called Springfield. Finally got through. Because uh, why? Because in about four days, they're going to come and throw that sweet Isaac Yoder in jail. While the government is mass murdering the people Isaac is trying to stand up for. Huh? Things upside down. Don't ever forget this. The Lord loves justice and judgment. Amen. Who are you to judge? I'm a child of the king. That's who I am. God bless you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday morning.